you are listening to the Christian Bookworm Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah. I show up here to talk to you about all things bookish and to share fiction, nonfiction, and children's book recommendations written by and for Christians. I love reading good books, and I love helping you find good books too. Let's dive in. This is episode 26, and you can find the links, as always, to all the books and anything else I talk about on our show notes page, authorskbell.com slash p slash show notes dot html. Happy November, bookworms! I love November. This is always a fun and happy month for me. Um, Although a very busy month, I'm sure if you are anything like me, pretty much mid-October, the crazy holiday season begins and it doesn't really let up until January. So um, this year we're closer to some family and are going to be busier than ever, but it's a very good busy, so that is okay with us. I also wanted to let you all know today that this podcast has been a show for over a year now, so that's very fun. Usually when I listen to um, podcasts hit their year mark, they always have some big exciting anniversary episode, and I did not do that. Um, I don't know why. It's just, I don't know. It felt, that felt weird to imagine doing that, so I just kind of let it slide under the radar. So um, yeah, we've been a show for over a year and I don't know how much longer we'll go. I'm just kind of hanging out and trusting God and seeing where it takes us. So it's been a fun ride though this year. It's been really lovely getting to know all of you. And um, I guess that actually is a good segue into what today's show is going to be. I told you all before that I had some really great ladies lined up. Um, I had four ladies I wanted to do interviews with, and it was working out nicely, but my life was kind of in shambles, (laughs) and um, it's getting better every day, but it's still, there's still a lot of chaos, and there are still a lot of unknowns, and so scheduling interviews is just not really a possibility for me right now. Um, So I unfortunately had to tell them, I'm so sorry, but I can't do this right now. And um, that was really disappointing for me, and I'm sure it was disappointing for a lot of them too. And last weekend I had this thought, why don't I just set this up um, the way we did our voicemails in, I believe it was in episode 20, when we had you guys call in and recommend some books and ask some questions. So that's what we did. Um, So I, I... typed up some some questions through email. I asked them to answer, and um, we got our first one back. So you guys get to hear from somebody besides me today. And she has a really amazing podcast voice, so you're definitely in for a treat. Um, we are going to talk a little bit with Tracy, and um, she's told us some books that she's interested in. So after that, I am going to... Um, share some books in those genres, and hopefully you will walk away today with at least one recommendation that you are excited to read yourself. So I guess without further ado, I will have Tracy introduce herself to you. I'm Tracy Lawson. I choreograph musicals for middle and high schools. I enjoy genealogy, sewing, and home improvement projects. 
I love reading true crime, dystopia, and historical fiction, and have written nine books of my own. Doesn't Tracy just have the best podcast voice? Tracy should have a book podcast too, I think. Um, Okay, so you may all recognize her wonderful voice because she also was on episode 20 and she told us a little bit about her book there. And I asked her to um, tell us again, just kind of remind us if we've forgotten or if you are a newcomer coming in and haven't heard that episode yet, here is what Tracy's book is about. The book I'd like to tell you about is Answering Liberty's Call, Anna Stone's Daring Ride to Valley Forge. It's about a courageous woman who sets out alone on a 200-mile journey to bring life-sustaining supplies to her husband and brothers during the bitter winter of 1778. Along the way, she learns of a conspiracy against General Washington, and suddenly the fate of the entire American Revolution rests in her hands. She must get a message to the general before one of the conspirators, who is in hot pursuit, intercepts her. This book appeals to readers who love historical fiction, based on actual events and strong female protagonists who beat the odds. The real Anna Stone is my six times great-grandmother, and the book is based on these exciting events in her life. Doesn't that sound like such a great read, Bookworms? I added that one to my list the first time Tracy told me about it, and I haven't gotten to it yet. It's a really long list in my defense, but I feel even more excited about it um, after hearing about it again today. Of course, Tracy's story is real, but something about it reminds me just a little bit of a middle grade book my son and I read together when we were studying the Revolutionary War. I never remember the author's name right. It's Tulliver's Secret by Esther Wood Brady or Esther Brady Wood. That one's a children's book. But something about Tracy's book reminds me a little bit of that story, and that just makes me even more excited to check it out and probably add to my kids' shelves as something they might enjoy reading when they are in high school. I also asked Tracy to tell us a little bit about a book she has read and loved, and this one is now on my list as well. I did a lot of research before I wrote Answering Liberty's Call, and I'd like to recommend the book Wellspring of Liberty, How Virginia's Religious Dissenters Helped Win the American Revolution and Secured Religious Liberty by John A. Ragosta. This book would be a great fit for fans of American history. I learned so much about religious persecution in colonial America, the Baptist commitment to the fight for independence, and how they inspired the framers of the Constitution to make freedom of religion part of the Bill of Rights. I think that one just sounds so good and it comes at perfect timing for me because I have just started getting into historical nonfiction. I'm reading or I'm listening to an audiobook right now, The Greatest Treasure Hunt Ever by Robert Edsel. This is a World War II story about the Monuments Men and that is a concept of World War II I had never heard of before. And it's kind of strange. It's a little strange and so fascinating to me. And I am really enjoying getting to learn something new. And it's just been a lot of fun. And it has me very much in a historical nonfiction mood. I've been saving a whole bunch of historical books in my wish list on my um, 
audiobook on Libby is what I use. I use Libby through the library to listen to audiobooks, and I'm really looking forward to checking out more, and Tracy's pick is definitely going on my list for that as well. So I wanted to talk to you about the three genres Tracy said she enjoys reading. So a recap, she likes true crime, dystopian, and historical fiction. Okay, now true crime is not for me. The older I get, the more of a scaredy cat I become. And I did read a true crime novel in college that I really enjoyed about the Zodiac Killer. And I say really enjoyed, but I think I just enjoyed it enough to finish it. Um, And partly because... I was terrified not to, um, but I don't, I didn't love it. I didn't go on to read a bunch of other historic, or I'm sorry, true crime novels, and um, I cannot imagine being able to sleep if I were to try to read one now, but I still have a pseudo recommendation for you. So my husband and I love to learn, both of us really do, so we tend to like watching I would say nonfiction TV shows. We like watching documentaries and we like kind of documentary TV shows. Well, we watched something about the Unabomber not too long ago, and that led us to a kind of fictionalized mini series about him. And it was, I don't remember if it was appropriate or not in terms of the added content for um, keeping viewers' interest. So, don't go rush out and watch it on on my word. But I do remember that it was well done and engaging and held our interest very well. So shortly after that, we were at our Christian bookstore and discovered a um, Nelson imprint book called Hunting the Unabomber. And he was definitely interested in it, but he never picked it up and read it. Now... We were recently at our semi-local Christian bookstore, and they had a clearance bin, and for $1, he saw Hunting Charles Manson. Um, These are by Lise Wheel, by the way, with Caitlin Rother. So this one, he thought, ooh, that sounds interesting, and he got it because it was a dollar. Between all of you and me, I highly doubt he'll ever actually read it um, because he pretty much only reads finance, economy, you know, all of that, like he's talked about on the show before. But you never know. Like anyone, his reading tastes occasionally just completely change and he'll move into something else. So we'll see. I haven't read it. He hasn't read it. We can't actually recommend it. But maybe, just maybe, these will be really good. And especially to um, read them as a as a Christian, I'm hoping since they're a Nelson imprint, they'll have something extra in there that will, that will make you happy. Okay. Dystopian. I owe you all some dystopian recommendations because I have some great ones, but since my family has been moving, we moved and now we are staying in a family member's home and all of my boxes of books are packed right now. And that is as devastating as it sounds, by the way. So I really cannot for the life of me remember the titles or authors of these two dystopian 
novels to be read on my shelf. I have tried to find them online, but I just don't have enough information to find them. So I owe you some, some dystopian book talk. But in the meantime, I'm going to tell you about a series, a young adult series that is on my list. I've requested it through the library. It just hasn't come in yet. And this is the, oh no, I've, I tried to hold it in my brain and now I've forgotten. It's either the Swipe series or the Switch series. And I have already forgotten the author's name. I'm so sorry. I will pull it up and put it in the show notes, of course. But um, my apologies. I should have written it down. But this is a young adult series and it definitely fascinates me. I'm excited to check it out. And then I can tell you about a middle grade dystopian book that I have actually read and really enjoyed. And that is The Drummer Boy by Ted Decker. So I don't want to give a whole lot away about this one. All I want to say is it's probably meant for like a fourth, fifth, sixth grade child. But it's, and it's simple and and understandable, but it's also really engaging and powerful and profound in a way that I think plenty of adults will really enjoy it as well. So a very short premise that doesn't give too much away is that this is told from the perspective of a boy who's probably somewhere around 12 years old. And this boy lives in a world set just probably slightly in the future from now where religion is not allowed. Religion, faith, I mean, no speaking of God. No one says God. No one says Jesus. No one prays. All religion is completely banished um, because it supposedly was the cause of all strife in the world. And somehow, even though no one is supposed to share religion with children, they shouldn't know about it, this boy starts asking questions. He remembers something or he overhears something. I can't remember which, but he starts asking questions. And that, of course, leads to some pretty big changes. That's all I want to say, but I definitely recommend it. Also, because it's middle grade, um, I do think that your older kids and your teens will enjoy it, but I also think adults will like it, and you can read it pretty quickly, probably in one sitting maybe. Um, you can definitely read it some lazy Saturday, but you might even be able to just quickly read through it in an afternoon if it's as short as I am remembering. This book is set around Christmas time, but I think you could enjoy it all year long. Okay, historical fiction. I don't really have a new one to recommend. So we're just going to talk a little bit about um, authors. I am really excited about the book I had just finished, and I've talked about it on the show, The Lines Between Us by Amy Lynn Green. So this is that one about the smoke jumpers that's set in um, Oregon, Yes, I'm sorry. It's set during Oregon, so we've got these wildfires, and it was just such a really good mystery. It was very well written, and I can't stop thinking about it. So anyway, I really want to recommend that one one more time. Um, It was nominated for a Carol or a Christie Award recently as well, and I really do feel like it deserves the accolades it's receiving. 
I also have the author's other World War II novel, Things We Didn't Say. And that one, I think I said The Lines Between Us was an epistolary novel because I thought that it was, but it is not. It's a straight novel with lots of letters um, interspersed throughout it. But Things We Didn't Say is an epistolary novel. It's a World War II novel set in Minnesota. And I have that one in that box, one of those many boxes of books, and I am dying to dig it out and push it to the front of the line. So um, hopefully, fingers crossed, hopefully very soon I will get to um, get back into my boxes of books. But I'm very curious about a new-to-me World War II I'm sorry, not World War II, historical fiction novel. I'm oh, novelist. I'm so sorry. This is why people edit. Um, Heidi Chivaroli. I'm not sure if that's if I'm saying that right. Um, she has a whole lot of books. So if you have not yet found an author that um, you can just read through a nice long list and you're hoping to, she might be one to check out. I'm going to be checking her out as well. And um, I'm also getting really excited because Christmas is coming, and my mom and I last year read um, the first book in the Once Upon a Dickens Christmas collection by Michelle Greep. That one was called 12 Days at Bleakley Manor, and um, this year we're going to be reading book two. And this is not a time period I typically spend much time in. But I really enjoyed our book last year, so I'm I'm really excited about it. And like I say, I've been getting more and more into history, and that makes me want to read more historical fiction again. I feel like I go through stages where I really want to read contemporary fiction, and then I really want to read historical fiction. And um, I probably should just always be reading time slips so that I'm always getting to read a little bit of both. But... That's just not how it usually tends to go. That is our show today, Bookworms. Thank you for being here and thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Tracy and I hope you are walking away with at least one book that you are now really excited to read. You can connect with me online through my blog, authorskbell.com, and you can also find me as Author SK Bell on Goodreads and Pinterest. And if you are as crazy as I am and taking on a NaNoWriMo challenge this November, you can also find me there. Again, I am Author SK Bell. I just want to leave you this week with the reminder that you are not your flaws. You are not your past. You are not your mistakes. You are fearfully and wonderfully made and you are beautiful just as you are. But there is nothing wrong with always growing and always working on being a better version of yourself. I hope you have a great day today, bookworms, and I hope that at some point involves you curling up with a good book. See you next time.